and you said something earlier on about your comfort zone. And I really like that, right? This idea that maybe you're just not getting uncomfortable. Maybe you've plateaued or got, become complacent in your exercise routine and you need to be challenged a bit more. All right. I think we are live for our Thursday chat. And today we're going to talk about those of you that, or talk to you and with you and try to help you through it. Those of you that may have felt like you are working out super hard, super consistently, but still have not been hitting the types of results that you are looking for in health and fitness. So we've got a few, I guess, topics to cover or questions, I guess, that you could ask yourself. Um, around these, around this thing, because working out is only one aspect, which we've touched on a lot um, in these calls. And there's always, obviously a lot of other aspects that we've touched on, maybe a little bit less often, but nutrition is a big one. And we've talked about that one quite a bit. So in regards to nutrition, Matt, what would be um, some things for people to consider who, yeah, maybe have been super consistent with their workouts, but are not seeing the results they want? Yeah, I guess it would be the over arching thing of nutrition itself, right? At the, if we look at the hierarchy of fitness at the bottom of this hierarchy is actually nutrition. It's, it's a big component of someone seeing results. So we've had members at greater purpose who have been coming to the gym for four or five plus years, and they didn't do anything with their nutrition. And then all of a sudden they get results, like you'll get results, but it'll kind of go like this. And then they added some nutrition coaching in or some nutrition practices on their own. And it's amazing to see how their results just changed completely. And some of these habits or these practices might be adding more protein, um, getting some veggies in to get those micronutrients, um, not being afraid of carbs, right? Eating a balanced diet and things like that. So those are some of my I guess, things I would see with nutrition in terms of uh, making sure you're getting the results of the effort you're putting in. Yeah, no, th those are good. And I mean, in general, we don't always get there with each client, but if, if your goal is to lose weight, we need to be in some form of caloric deficit. If we want to gain weight or put on muscle, generally we need to be in some sort of um, ex excess calorie. We need to be taking in more calories than we're expending. So if we're, I mean, that gets pretty, um, detailed when we get down to that and that there can be a lot of different factors in that. Um, but yeah, in general, we always start with, okay, like, are you getting enough protein, enough carbs, fruits and veggies, water, all that good stuff in order to support the activity level that you are currently taking on? Because quite often, if you're not fueling your body correctly, yeah, you might be working out really hard, but you won't be able to recover as well because you haven't put in adequate nutrition yeah. and that kind of spills into the next one, which is recovery. Um, cause we can only get better from, you know, we can only get better from what we're able to recover from well enough. So if we string our, you could be killing it in the gym, you could be working out. I mean, I don't know, everyone's definition of killing it is different, but let's say for <laughs> example, you're working out like two or three times a day. Yeah. And you think like you're, you should be getting results way faster because more is better, right? But if you aren't able to recover well enough in between sessions, you're not going to see 
the type of results that you want to see or as quickly as you want to see because the strength gains or the adaptation or you know the increased stamina actually comes from the recovery from the work that you just did and if we're not able to recover enough before the next time we go out there and say lift weights or go for a run or a bike or whatever it is if you aren't able to recover enough before that next one you won't you'll kind of be slowly digging yourself into a hole if you continue to do that i guess you wouldn't be able to um yeah recover and give it the full effort in order to recover from it again and adapt and get stronger or better or have more stamina whatever it may be so there's lots of different aspects that go into recovery we've talked about nutrition you know sleep is a big one and i know matt you're into a lot of a couple other ones as well cold exposure heat exposure um they can play a role in there as well absolutely and as you're talking about that i think a good example would be so let's say you have the workout is for the day for yourself 60 air squats so air squats for those that don't know is just your body weight you're squatting up and down and i told you that you had to do them all in a row okay you're at the end of those 60 squats maybe rep 40 you're going to start feeling a pretty good burn right it's going to be harder to go as quickly on those squats. Whereas if I said, Hey, you're going to break up these 60 squats into three sets and you're going to rest for two minutes, like on a smaller scale, you can see that rest to work ratio working in your advantage, right? Cause if you just continually on the bigger sense, like we're talking macro in a long-term thing, like Tom's talking about, you need to recover so that you can gain back your energy. You can rebuild your muscle because Basically, you just look at everything in terms of rest and stress, right? There's good and bad stress or stress in general. Our body doesn't know the difference. If you can't recover from them, then you're not doing everything you can. So yeah, some of the recovery things you could do is water, increase your water intake, uh, better sleep, um, supplementation if you need. I mean, we, we do blood testing now through the, our gym to make sure people get the right supplementation. Um, getting out in nature, connecting with friends. Like there's a lot of different recovery practices. I don't know if I missed anything, Tom, that came to your head. No, I think that was it. That okay. was good. Well, I'm sure there probably is some other techniques out there that we haven't learned about yet, but we'll look to find those too. <clears throat> yep. Um, the other one that like stress, chronic stress. Now, these would be things that if we just, you can't like stress is a lot of different things. Like good stress can actually be stress in your system, which can raise cortisol levels, which when you're chronically, when you have chronic elevated cortisol levels, then it's hard to recover. Um, we need cortisol. It's a good thing in some circumstances, but when it's constantly elevated and constantly becomes elevated because of different stressors, that limits your ability to recover, which then can cause you to accumulate more fat, um, have a hard time gaining muscle. It actually, too much cortisol for too long a period of time can actually decrease your testosterone. And that makes it harder to produce muscle, which goes into this next point is are you doing the right kind of work to see results? Because there, you could do chronic, let's say you're just 
chronically do cardio, right? There's nothing wrong with cardiovascular workouts, meaning mostly we think of running. We think of long distance, long, slow exercises, which is nothing wrong with that. That's great for the heart. That's great for the lungs. It's great for different energy systems. But you're going to have this point of you're not going to get as much results as you could if you added some more weightlifting, um, some muscle development, which is a key component to play in someone's ability to see results. If you have anything to add yeah. on that, Tom. Um, that just, I mean, that's kind of what we're all about is the well-rounded athlete, like being able to do most things relatively well. Yeah. And if you're a specialist, maybe you have a specialized coach for all these different things. But even, even in our gym right now, I have a couple of people that I'm training that they are training for a run, but they understand how important all these other aspects are. And so we are doing strength training two, three times a week as well, um, because it can only help make them a, a better runner, make it maybe they get a better stride or one of our, one of these athletes, like they were working on their shoulder mobility and she already feels like she's like running way more upright and not so hunched over stuff like that. Right. So a lot of these things or improving their ankle mobility, um, Injury prevention. when they're running, what's that injury prevention. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, lots of different things can, even if you are specializing, we still need a lot of these other training methodologies to help aid you in that one big goal. Yeah. And you said something earlier on about before we hopped on this video is your comfort zone. And I really like that, right? This idea that maybe you're just not getting uncomfortable. Maybe you've plateaued or got, become complacent in your exercise routine and you need to be challenged a bit more. I've got a really good example of that. That just happened this last week. So okay. same, same athlete that is training for her run. And we've been doing like 800 meter intervals. So run 800 meters, rest for two to three minutes, go again been so icy outside that she's kind of had to do it on a treadmill so you can kind of just set the pace and it stays the same and you get basically right around i think it was i think i forget what she said it was right around like six ish minutes or something six minutes 30 seconds 20 seconds for her 800 meters and then the next week we met at the gym she's like yeah i think i could go like when i got to the end i thought i could go faster i was like okay bump it up next time, see what you get literally over a minute, a minute faster the next week, just by bumping up that speed bits, that speed number that she could go at, um, over a minute faster, over 800 meters. And that's a pretty significant increase in speed all because of overcoming something that was in her head of like, I can't go that fast yet. Yeah. So she's able to push the envelope, push the pace there in that sense. And now, yeah, now you know what you're capable of at that point in time. You're like, okay, hey, I was running at six minutes and 20 seconds. Now it's literally like 520 or 530 yeah. for these runs, the same distance. But the only thing that changed was a little bit of a mindset shift and getting a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. So I think that's a big one in the gym. Like if you've been going for a while, maybe you're lifting the same weight or you've, you've kind of always gone in and done the same um, the same sets, same rep scheme for a long time. 
you're not switching up your training maybe per se, then you will get to a point where you kind of do plateau and your body kind of understands what's coming next. And there isn't going to be a lot of adaptation at that point. So we call, we have a couple principles that we go by that I think apply mostly here would be progressive overload and then constantly vary or constant variation. So progressive overload, that basically means, okay, let's say this week I do three sets of six reps at 35 pounds for a strict press. Next week I do three sets of eight reps, 35 pounds. And so you're slowly building up the number. Once I get to, let's say 10 or 12, then I maybe up the weight and go back down in reps back down to six. So you're always progressively loading either more reps or adding more weight um, until you, maybe you can't anymore. Then you have to switch up the movement a little bit. So then you're varying what you're doing for the movement. Um, and then in your kind of metabolic conditioning type workouts too, making sure that we aren't always doing, you know, just running then burpees or just biking and then squats. Right. You're always like changing up the order that you're doing things in. You're changing up the reps that you're doing things in, uh, changing up the time and what you're doing these workouts in all that sort of stuff. Um, because yeah, if we stay stagnant in what our routine is, our workout routine is, then it's very easy to get to a point where we do stop seeing results or we don't see results as fast. That's going to happen in general. As you get fitter over time, you'll, the results will come slower, but you'll find you won't be hitting plateaus as much like there's people in the gym now that we've I mean, been able to be back opening group class and testing some heavier stuff again that are PRing. We've got PRs like every week almost when we do strength days and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and that's after some people four or five years yeah. and they're still getting, we're still seeing people get PRs every, every week, every month. So that's pretty cool. That is really cool. And those that don't know, PRs is like a personal best, personal record, PB, PR. It's really fun to see. And sometimes that's maybe the last point that we didn't have on here is refocusing in a different area, right? Is setting a goal in a different area of fitness. If you are plateauing, you're not seeing results in, let's say, your 5K time, or you're not seeing results in your weight loss, well, maybe refocus into a different area for a while because that can actually benefit you uh, we've seen a lot of athletes and members who want more pull-ups but we didn't focus on pull-ups based on our testing we did with them in the personal training sessions and we did high pulls or we did pressing and by focusing on the high pulls or the pressing they actually were able to do more pull-ups or get their first pull-up yeah you tom right it's pretty cool yeah uh, if if go ahead sir no, I was just going to say same thing. Like I didn't do pull-ups for, I think two or three months for, for a while and focused on the high pulling. And when we retested the strict pull-ups, I did three more than I did originally. And I hadn't worked on pull-ups for two or three months. So just that little add on little tricks. So if anyone's interested, um, and needs some help, maybe they feel like you're, you're stuck or you're getting stagnant or complacent, feel free to come have a chat with us. If you're in cameras, if not, book a free call with us. We're happy to have a conversation. Anything to add before we hop off, Tom? Um, something applicable. <clears throat> I would say, yeah, all the different areas that we just touched on today. If you are seeing a, a plateau or you're getting frustrated with a lack of results, I would say 
the number one thing, if your nutrition is, haven't been taking a look at your nutrition, like we said, that's kind of the foundation. Look at that first. Yep. Um, first and foremost, take a look at how that's doing. If you're pretty good with your nutrition, then pick something else on that list of on these list on this list of things that we talked about and start with one thing. Always, always, always start with one thing, build it out, practice it, make it solid, and then layer something else onto it. Love it. Have a great day team.